welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Great day, everyone. Welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK, licensed clinical psychologist and the number one therapist business coach. So in today's episode, I probably think that you're attracted definitely to the title, Do These Things, plural, before adding a stream of income. And so make sure that you have your pen and paper definitely ready. We have some timestamps available for you in the show notes. And I did want to make that announcement because sometimes people don't know that there is a like a table of contents in the show notes. And it also has any types of links that I may provide you with resources all right there as a summary in the show notes. And so make sure that you check that out at the end of each podcast or while you're listening, just so that you can be in tune with the things that I am referencing. So let's go ahead and dive in. So if you want to add a stream of income to your current business, I would highly suggest that you do the following and I will be giving you a list of things to do. The first thing you want to do is survey. You want to survey your current audience or the desired audience that you want to target in the future because some people are in the midst of changing their client avatar, but you want to survey your audience to determine what they would like from you. Now, one of the reasons why I start here is because as you start to build rapport with your clients, they may start to even tell you before you inquire about what they wished that you had. And so I sometimes will do it on my Instagram stories. I will also do it within my community and or I will just take notes or go back and listen to some coaching calls to look at or listen to what are my clients actually telling me that maybe they wish they had. Sometimes they tell me what they wish they had even before joining a particular program because maybe it would have enhanced their, I don't know, level of confidence um, or just any other areas. Like prime example is our elite coaching mastermind. Now, there are certain things that we do teach them and then we followed up with coaching sessions to implement it in their business, certain topics like email marketing. But one of the things that we recognized halfway through 2021 was that they wished majority of them that they would have learned and implemented email marketing before that year so that they could have hit the ground running with launching their product. So most of them actually did not start implementing email marketing until after they became crystal clear about the product or service that they actually wanted to go all in on because sometimes we can be very decisive. So I'll give you another example. I surveyed our community right after we had a live bootcamp in a Facebook group and I wanted to know beyond private practice or within private practice, what else do they want me to speak to on my podcast? Now, also, you know, throughout my lives and things like that, I give disclaimers. So, you know, I've never been asked to do this, but I always put it out there. I don't give out information 
throughout, you know, different channels, Instagram or lives or podcasts that are directly 100% in, in terms of intellectual property in my coaching programs. Now that does not mean that I will not give you a sneak peek, but like in a webinar, for example, or I'll call them virtual parties, somebody may assume like, wow, she's giving a lot, but that's like 5% of what my students actually get. And I actually say that at the end of the webinar, because my students from time to time come and just check it out to show love and to get the crowd like excited with sharing their wins in the comment box. But at the end of the day, they know too, like, oh my gosh, if y'all thought this was good and this was very informative and you're ready to take action, you won't believe what you're going to get in the academy. So all in all, survey your audience. Okay. Um, now when I did this in the Facebook group, all of the responses were directly related to streams of income. And I thought that that was very interesting, which is why I am now doing this podcast episode because I have a lot of podcast episodes that talks about digital products, live events, how I did my book launch. And a lot of them are from my own personal experience. But of course, within those same podcasts, I give you actionable steps to take in your current business, but that's not the full thing that you would need to do. I'm just letting you know, for example, the things that I did that worked. And then of course, also what didn't work because I don't want you to reinvent the wheel. Like that doesn't make sense. Okay, so here's some tips that I wanna share with you. So beyond survey, these will directly apply to you if you are thinking about or you've made the decision that you're definitely ready to add a stream of income. So you can serve this more as informational and go and look at the questions, flush out the answers, but also it will help you more like an assessment to determine if you're truly ready. So the first tip is assess your current business first. So when I say assess your current business, what I want you to look at really is stability and consistency. So I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself already because we're going to talk about those two, but just in a summary before I get into them a little bit more deeper is that you want to be clear that you're being consistent with your marketing to that stream of income. Let's just say if it's private practice, are you consistent with who you're targeting in your audience? Are you clear with your ideal client? Because those things don't change when you add another stream of income. But what it will do if you have an unstable business and inconsistent results in your business is that you may think you're winning because you get one or two clients or you get a lot of clients and you're getting money, but then you don't have the systems to back it up, okay? So let's break all this down of what makes a stream of income or your main stream of income stable and consistent. So ideal client, AKA your client avatar, some tips that I give around client avatar, but of course in our coaching programs, we dive way deeper than this is that I just tell people start at at least the outside. So what is the age range that you want to treat? Because most of my content therapists soak it all up, right? And these are the things that we look at when we are attracting our ideal clients at the baseline. So what is the age group of the clients that you want to serve? What is or are their presenting problems? What is their geographical location? And that is important if you are a therapist because of the type of service that you may be choosing to add as a stream of income if it is not a physical product. 
So for example, a lot of our products as therapists are all therapeutic. However, ethically, there's no rules right now that therapists, and I say right now, because <laughs> nothing bad has happened, you know, that we know about, but there's always going to be a time where the rules are going to change because a lot of therapists are adding coaching. One of the issues with this, and I tell my clients this all the time, even though you may be saying that I have a another stream of income, another leg of my business that's for coaching for X, Y, and Z, the general public sees you as a therapist because when they go to your website, they go to all these social media handles, that's what they see. They see therapy. They see your license type. They see your title. They barely see anything, if at all, about coaching because it's new, right? So you have to be very clear about how coaching for your business, if that is your stream of income, how is that different than therapy? Because I have a whole podcast on that as well, a whole ass podcast. And the reason I said it like that was because I went all the way in on that, like really speaking to therapists about not only offering coaching services just because you want to charge more, like that will not serve you in the long run. But at the baseline for ideal client, identify the age, maybe even ethnicity, uh, maybe gender. If you have a, a specific gender that you want to work with, what is the presenting problem or problems? And then geographical location, because if it is a therapy service that's under your license, you have to be licensed in that state. Okay. Um, the next point I want to bring to your attention is pricing at your value. And so I'm not going to go deep into that because I actually went over how do you look at value in terms of your product, your service, or your private practice, for example. But in a summary, but I highly encourage you to go listen to the previous episode, is that the value is linked directly to the outcome of the product or service. So what can you see as the transformation or if you've served this population before serving these uh, presenting problems or treating the presenting problems, what have you seen? What have a client shown you or told you in their treatment that has helped them have a transformation? What do they say in their words? And they may not say it, of course, but this is something you want to think about. How much is that worth? How much would it cost for them if they did not get the help? So for example, in the Dope Therapist Academy, I will say something like that on the webinar because I'm helping therapists break the barrier of investing in themselves beyond CEs and their license because that's what we've been taught or evidence-based practices. And in order for you to do certain things in your business, unless you plan on going the long route or you want to continue getting conflicting information and then you probably quit <laughs> before you get a, a good start... It's best that you just go to somebody who is eight to 10 steps ahead of you based off of what you want to create, right? It's more of a good match of a mentor or a coach, whether it be group or individual coaching program, look for what you need in terms of the transformation. And ideally, like in DTA, for example, the way I break it down is I say, pull out a calculator. How much on average do most therapists charge for therapy? On average, it may range from 125 to 150. And I said range because some people charge 200 to $300. Some people charge below 100. But we're going to go with the median, which is 100 and about 25 to 100, um, 100 to $125. So if we're looking at the average as 125, if you're seeing one client four times a month because they come weekly, that is $500. If your payment plan for DTA is $480, what I'm trying to convey to the clinicians is that the goal is your caseload is full, whether it be 15 clients or 25 clients, that is totally up to you. However, what clinicians don't do is they don't slow down to ask themselves, you know, if I don't 
get the help in this program because it's clearly a good match. Let's just say that was your response, right? If it was a good match based off of where you were in your practice, then what will I be missing? What will I not have? How much will it cost me in terms of time and energy and depletion if I try to do this by myself versus joining a community in which that will equate to one client hour a week, but I'm seeing 15 clients a week, which means that there's plenty of money to be made, if that makes sense. So a lot of my, especially elite coaching students, because their program is valued at minimum 24K, right? And that's this year. So some of them have gotten very savvy because I've shared with them some of the things that I did in my earlier coaching phase years in terms of me being a student. And if I wanted to have an investment, the question would not be, dang, I can't afford that. I guess I can't do it. I would reframe it and say, what do I need to do to get what I want? Because I'm not going to give up on a coaching program that has an open door and an open seat because that open seat may not be available all the time. The bonuses or maybe the price may not be available all the time, or maybe even the coach in terms of their availability may change over time. DTA and all of my programs have went through different shifts for the better, but it is definitely not the same as it was in the beginning. I'm still there in terms of what I give with like one hour to 75 minute coaching calls every single week throughout pretty much the entire year. But nevertheless, we've added things because of the feedback of the clients. But my clients have become very, very savvy. Like, okay, if my elite coaching, you know, investment plan, payment plan is this amount per month, Either what stream of income do I need to add to take care of that? How many additional clients do I need in this stream of income to take care of that? And okay, I'm just going to go ahead and sign up. That's the mindset that we have in our circle. I don't know what mindset you have in yours, but if you need a circle like that, you know what I'm saying? We're here for you. (laughs) Okay. So ideal client pricing your value. So now let's talk about consistent income. In the beginning of this podcast episode, I talked about consistent income and having stability. So when you look at consistent income, what are you making in your main stream of income? Again, people are very quick to say, I just want the seven streams of income, but you have not worked out the things that need to make your first stream of income stable. So let's dive a little deeper. And these are also additional tips, but it pretty much is under, if we did like a subcategory, it would be under what makes your business consistent. So systems, what systems do you have in place for your business to run? What will you need to have in place in order to make that happen? So it doesn't mean that you have everything right now, but let's just say if I wanted to have digital products and I use Samcart and I'll make sure to provide you with a link below because you do get a free trial to check it out. But that's what my elite coaching students use. They either use Samcart or Kajabi. So we'll make sure to put like some things in the show notes so that you can actually check out both platforms. But some of my clinicians choose, for example, Samcart because all they want is a processor. They want to be able to charge membership fees. They don't want all these additional fees outside of whatever Stripe and PayPal takes out. And they want a system that also links to what we call our CRM, which is our email marketing system, right? SamCard also has the ability for you to have online courses. Now, Kajabi does as well. And then some people move over to Kajabi because it has also like a one-stop shop, email marketing. But the prices are different with those two products. And for my clinicians and my mastermind, I tell them, don't be too quick 
to join into Kajabi just because I have it. Because if you don't plan on making consistent income because you're not all in, you're going to be wasting your money. And then when you stop, let's just say launching that one product because you got your money and you good and you only wanted to do one cohort. Now the cohort uh, system is going to shut down because you're saying that you don't want to pay the Kajabi fees because you're not using it. But your clients may still have access to the portal or better yet, you need to do another launch, right? So what systems do you need in place to have that stream of income and start using your main stream of income to what I call Shark Tank, that second or additional streams of income. Start saving money for that stream of income. Maybe you need to hire somebody. That might be part of your system. Do you have some money set aside that I can at least pay that person three to six months if they're working like two to five hours a week at minimum, right? Set those monies aside. The next one is marketing success. What has worked with your current systems in the past? Or maybe like I had mentioned, my students ask me in the mastermind as it relates to streams of income, DTA asked me as it relates to private practice. If someone were to ask me in DTA about other systems outside of email marketing, I will let them know, hey, you need to just look at the link in the resource guide because this program is not geared toward other streams of income. We do talk about what is possible in terms of your niche as part of our framework, but we do not show you how to create a coaching program, right? We're just showing you that if you can do the things that you need to do to make your private practice successful, all you need to do is take the same system, at least for the baseline of streams of income, because there's a lot more that goes in place, which is why we have the mastermind open up once a year for various streams of income to truly scale your business, scale your money while earning more, while working less. But at minimum, if you take the same system that you have in DTA, you will be very far ahead than other people who don't have any systems, okay? So what systems have worked well for you in the past or from your coach or mentor? Also, before moving into another stream of income, another area, have you been successful in your first stream of income? Have you been consistent? Have you been going all in? Have you woke up every day and you're excited about your business or are you tired about your business every day? right? So those are things you want to actually pay attention to. So quick tip, before I added coaching to my streams of income, because I have current date 15, but I've also dibbled and dabbled in some streams of income that are not live that went above 15. Like I was a life insurance agent. I was a health coach for Herbalife. I did a lot of things outside of the realm of therapy, right? But before adding any of these streams of income that I have right now, I made the decision to slow down. And I don't know if you've heard that before. Sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. And I became more consistent and successful to the optimal level in my mainstream of income, which I'm gonna say paid my bills and kept me afloat and allowed me to travel and you know purchase my home was my private practice. I went all in full time. That full time grew into a group practice. Okay, so that would be deemed as a stream of income. And I have podcast episodes about lessons that I learned in my group practice, but I had to learn how to slowly add systems because now I have people that are hired. I have team members. I had to learn leadership skills. And the way that I learned leadership skills, even before hiring people, was that I was a clinical supervisor very early on. And I've been a teacher since I was 25 years of age in terms of being a professor at undergraduate up until like a doctoral program, right? After I got licensed. So I did those things before even adding digital products. It doesn't mean that I didn't have ideas for digital products, but before I go all in and start 
marketing for these things, I wanted to make sure that I was consistent in my first mainstream of income because if I'm not all in over there and that is not up to par in terms of maintaining, then what will happen is that one of these streams will fall apart. I can guarantee you that because you can't be 100% in two different places. It's impossible unless you have a team in which you have to then train them to help take the load off your plate so that they can take on the other percentage, right? But most therapists have never hired anyone. And a lot of therapists tell me they don't want to hire anyone, which means that they will be very limited with their quote unquote abundant living, (laughs) right? So also what do you need to automate, delegate, or eliminate? So when I think about automation, for example, our podcast system, we use a project management system and I created the automation. I did not delegate that out. Now I can delegate it out when we hire a new project manager because right now we currently don't have one, but those are things that I would create, I would record it, and then I would onboard and train my new team member based on whatever the recording is, right? But in terms of automation, you can either automate a system like we have for our podcast. As soon as I upload the audio to our drive, it automatically, as soon as I click a certain button on the screen, it automatically will notify the next person in line on our team in terms of what do they need to do, for example, to edit the podcast. Let me just walk you through it. So as soon as I click a button, it will automatically notify that person that says, hey, this podcast episode is ready for you in this location, right? So that individual gets the alert. Once she is done and all this has a template so that they can follow so that they won't get lost either, she will then click the same button, but a different drop down basically the trigger for our social media person to create a snippet for our post. And then there's another automation that also is created and triggered a team member to create the email. And the reason why, if you've been on my email list, why I choose to email out my podcast episodes is because a lot of people don't subscribe. I really hope that you follow the podcast. Please subscribe to it. I would be very gracious if you left me five stars and let me know what was your biggest takeaway in the podcast because that does help out me letting me know like, wow, they really liked these topics, but also it tells the platform that you like the topics as well. Therefore, they'll push it out to more people. That's imperative because I'm all about a bigger impact, especially when it comes down to mental health providers in business, okay? So I walked you through a full-blown verbal automation of our system, but what I'm letting you know is that as soon as I'm done, I don't do anything else except for watch my podcast appear on iTunes and on Spotify and I watch the posts appear and then I'm on my email list because I want to see all my stuff being sent out is I see my email come through, you know, so that's pretty cool. You can also automate things to go, like I mentioned, directly to certain team members. You can delegate things to team members. You can also eliminate things that are no longer serving you in your business, okay? And again, I would evaluate What do you need to automate, delegate, or eliminate off your plate before adding that stream of income, okay? So will you have time? This is the last question that I have for you in terms of assessing before you add a stream of income. Will you have time to create a quality service or product? I am not for my clients just throwing something out there. Like, all right, I'm just going to do a webinar real quick. As soon as I saw that in one of our Facebook groups, I was like, oh no, I'm about to go live on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go live and I'm going to break down what you need with all y'all. 
Cause she ain't the only one probably that had that question clearly. And a lot of people said it was helpful. And she actually, that student ended up pausing her webinar because she had to go back to her back office and put a lot of things in place. Okay. But what I did just being the coach that I am, I showed up in our community and I said, yo, I'm loving that y'all want to do webinars and stuff. I'm, I'm loving that y'all want to do launch. This is the book that I would recommend because this program doesn't go that deep into that particular thing that you're needing me to do because that's in the mastermind program. So I'm a very big stickler. Um, and I believe that my clients would appreciate this. And if you become a client of mine, I know that you will appreciate this as well because I don't think that my listeners on the podcast are milkers right? I don't believe that you are in to milk people for information for free because you don't like people to do that to you on a consultation for your private practice. Let's get real. What you do on the others, people will do for you or unto you. Okay. So be very careful about how you move in your personal life or in your business life behind closed doors. Because if you wonder why you are attracting people who want to mooch off you in your personal life and or milk you because you joined a coaching program and they didn't, it's because of how you move it. So one of the things that I am a very big stickler on, let me just go back to that, is that when somebody starts asking me questions and it doesn't come up that often because sometimes they don't even know that I can't give it because they forgot really overall, if the program covers a multitude of things, they may only be focused on what they want to do and get money right now. So we do have a membership program that is only currently offered to students who graduate from the academy. That program was birthed last year only to create, I'm going to say, scalable systems in their back office so that they can prepare to scale. So for example, we don't teach them how to launch a product, but we do teach them to get certain things in their system automated so that when they choose to either join the mastermind, get additional help elsewhere, or go and binge watch YouTube and figure out how to launch their online course, at least they will have their email marketing in place. At least they will have their nurture campaigns in place. At least they will have their marketing for social media and their business plan for the next 10 years or whatnot in place. At least they will have the ability to get email subscribers, you know? So I cover a lot of the things that to me are required in order for you to spend time having or creating high quality products or services that goes back to systems and automation. And a lot of business owners, I'm going to say entrepreneurs like to skip this section and just go into making money. And I really hope that you are hearing me when I say, especially if you are a student in the dope therapist community, sometimes you got to slow down before you speed up. Just because, you know, we got NFTs, crypto and all that stuff. You may not with your brain set up in your lifestyle, you may not be able to consume all that information at one time, even though that's another stream of income. So prime example, I'll disclose this and then we're going to close up is I've, I'm in crypto. I have stocks, right? I've been part of a team twice. One thing that I recognize is that when I was doing an up level in my business, Branding for Abundance, I didn't have any mental mental capacity room to learn any new additional information. I don't care how easy they say it is. The people that I was part of in their community, they are all in. They are full time. Like that's their private practice like to me, right? So Branding for Abundance, DTA, this membership program called the Therapist Scale Academy and Elite Coaching and also pop-up live events, at least for this year, because that will be changing for the following year as well. Those are the things that I'm all in on. So until those things are in place and it is stable, which means all my programs are stable, but DTA had a serious upgrade. I had to pause with doing crypto 
My account is still there, but in terms of my investment, I can no longer attend the calls. I can no longer, you know, go along with the crypto instructors and put in my bids. I don't have time to sit down and get on my phone and put it in. I'm not doing any of that. So then I thought, okay, well, do I have the capacity to do that? Maybe I can check out NFTs. So I'm going, for example, to Florida this weekend. I'm going to talk to one of my previous business coaches. She does crypto. She runs one of the teams. And I'm going to ask her, like, look, this is what I got going on. Know your capacity. This is what I got going on right now. If I have only like two hours a week to give, you know what I'm saying? What do you think would be best for me to take this, this NFT situation or for me to get back into crypto? Because crypto has definitely changed from when I joined it three years ago. I had a whole crew, y'all, and when I bring it back, you will know. But our crew, I ain't even gonna say the name, but it's super dope if you're a therapist. So if that's something that you wanna add as a stream of income, when I start, because at one point I was posting about it and some people got on it, but when I start posting on it again and building like a separate squad for streams of income during, you know, down that route, by all means, check it out. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I want you all to slow down. Think about, as a recap, your client avatar, assessing the stability and consistency of your current business. What systems do you have in place or what do you need to be in place in order for you to add that stream of income? How much does it cost? Do you have money set aside? Can you allocate money to that fund? Maybe take a partial percentage of how much you get paid for one client and maybe that's your EHR system, for example, or that's your email marketing system. You may have to literally assign your money like John comes every week, John will pay for this. Sarah comes every other week, Sarah will pay for that. Those are all the systems I need to pay for. Everything else is all profits, of course, outside of, you know, I got to pay my expenses, right? But I want you to create a quality service or product. So please stay tuned for more abundance. I'm going to call them chit chat, (laughs) right? If you are not already part of our text community and you want Monday through Friday business affirmations around seven or eight o'clock in the morning, PST, then make sure that you text the word abundance and the link in the code word is in the comment uh, section of the, uh, what is it? The show notes, sorry, but you can text 310-388-8603, text the word abundance, and you will automatically be added to have the next day. If it's a weekday, um, you get the business affirmations or maybe even an assignment that I send out from time to time. Now, if private practice, or you have a desire for private practice to be either your mainstream of income, or maybe you have a job, so your second stream of income, then I would encourage you, you can use the exact same phone number, text the word assessment. When you text that word assessment, you will get a link back that says, like, you know, check out our upcoming training. And I have these trainings, you know, every so often that's directly correlated to therapists assessing the health of their business. So if you want to assess where your mindset is, regarding your private practice or future practice, branding and marketing that I would highly encourage you to do the assessment. And just like a disclaimer, because this has come up a lot in the last few weeks as we started this new year, is that a lot of clinicians thought that they didn't need to do the assessment because they already had a private practice, meaning they assumed that it was for new clinicians. And I probably will do a full-blown podcast episode just really breaking all this down. But in summary, therapists who have a private practice a lot of them, at least the ones that I've met, they are scoring 
low on that assessment. And you have to see the scoring to see what I'm referencing. But what I'm really getting at is that a lot of therapists rolled out of bed, just said, I'm gonna open up a private practice. They join these Facebook groups. They start taking advice from people who are at the same level as them, you know, no shade, but I'm just saying like, you can't grow to a certain level if you don't have anyone around you that's at that level to share what it takes to be at that level, right? Really think about that. So you just go with the flow and then you may hit a plateau. You may not like the way your private practice is running. You may be ready to hire a therapist, but you may say, well, dang, I need to make sure that my stuff is in order. What needs to be in order even before you hire another therapist and then convert over to a group practice? Because now we're talking about HR regulations. OSHA, like it's a lot of things that go into hiring. So don't be in a rush. Make sure that your systems are in place. So I really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode. As I mentioned earlier, I would be very grateful if you follow the podcast, rate it, let me know what was your biggest takeaway. And if you actually want to communicate to me via Instagram, take a snapshot of this podcast episode, tag me and let me know that you were tuning in because I love to see y'all faces, right? I can't see you on a podcast. So I will see you on the next episode. Have an abundant day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle.